Have you ever thought that being an entrepreneur would be easier than this? For years, I've tried to break free from Rogue Warrior consultant life, only to return time and again in order to survive. What I soon realized is my own isolation and self-doubt was getting in my way, and that my biggest successes, my happiest moments, came through connections with people who cared about me. It's now my mission to make it easier for entrepreneurs like us to connect with incredible human beings who rise up higher together. We are not self-made, we are community-made. But the real question is, how will we do it? This podcast will give you the answers. Join me on this journey as I interview top experts and entrepreneurs who are figuring it out. I'm your host, Jerry Kirk, and you are listening to the Community Forged Podcast. Welcome back to the Community Forge podcast. I'm your host, Jerry Kirk, and today we have part two of three with Alex Elliott, the queen of monetizing Facebook groups. In this episode, Alex is going to dive down in a different direction. She's going to talk about the path that she took to create solid partnerships in her business, which then allowed her to scale faster, and then how you can avoid some of those pitfalls that come when you give up some control to others, right? So many entrepreneurs, I've talked to, to many, you know, they're scared to give up control and they miss out on the huge benefits that partnerships can bring because, you know, they're afraid of getting burned. I, myself, I'm really interested in building partnerships in my entrepreneur journey going forward. It's not something that has been easy for me. And so I was really fascinated by this conversation. And there's one specific detail that Alex mentioned to me that was worth the entire interview. So if you are a solo entrepreneur or you've tried a partnership that didn't quite work out, or, you know, you just want to find a better way of working safely and effectively with others. This episode is especially for you. Listen in. And one of the things I'm curious about, too, is as, so as your, your group grew, right? And, and the, you know, the, the demands and the needs for that happen, obviously, there's more that needs to get done, more, more yeah. needs to grow it. So I, I, there was a point there where, where I noticed you, you, you formed this, this, this partnership, sort of like a, the three amigos, if you will. Yeah. And which is, which is, isn't, actually all that common that I see, especially in the, in the online uh, entrepreneurship space. So I think for our listeners, it'd be really interesting to see, you know, kind of what kind of led you down that path? What made you yeah. feel like that was a necessary thing? And then how did that all sort of evolve over time? Um, such a good question. And I, I'm going to, I'm going to preface this by saying that um, if your listeners don't already know, they should that entrepreneurship is never like a linear journey. It's never clean cut. And, you know, whatever you, when you're standing at A, planning out how you're going to get to Z, I promise you that it will never, never, never look the way you think it will, right? Like, and many times Z um, isn't even where you end up going anyway. Like, like you think you're going to go to Z and you think you're just going to go like linearly through A, B, C, D, E, F, all the way down. That never happens. You go like A, J, back to B, over to K, <laughs> back to L. Then like, like you're just all over the map. And at some point you arrive somewhere that you determine is Z, but probably wasn't actually Z in the beginning. Like that's just the journey we're on, right? And I think we all need to like acknowledge that. So when I started, my intention originally was just to be an affiliate. I was just going to be a solopreneur, affiliate marketer, like, I was happy if I was making 5K a month. Like that was my big, hairy, audacious goal. Make 5K a month. Um, that has changed over time, but that was my original goal. Like I was going to be so stinking happy if I could make 5K a month. I remember that. Yeah. And, um, and, and, and that was like a really big, scary thing for me. Like I wasn't even sure I could do that. And then 
obviously over time, like those, those goals change as you meet those goals and you go, okay, like what's next? What am I going to do now? What, what, you know, and the complexity frequently of the thing that you're like, like it, it grows, as you said, like your Facebook group grows, what you're doing grows, you get involved in more projects, things get more complex. And there's not like the, the hours in the day don't stretch. They just don't stretch. And so you have to figure, yeah, I know. I keep trying to, it's rough. You have to figure out like, okay, what route am I going to go? Am I going to stay kind of the, the singular figurehead branded person and just like have a team and have VAs and delegate and all that kind of thing? Am I going to, you know, um, continue with the curse of solopreneurship and just try to do it all myself and hope I don't die? Or am I going to, um, you know, form alliances and partnerships and that sort of thing? Like, so there's, there's decisions that have to be made as you grow um, because you simply, we all reach a point at some point where we just cannot do it anymore without like literally grinding ourselves into the ground. So um, I tried kind of all three routes. <laughs> I first tried to just do all the things by myself with a VA and it, it took me so far. It got me to about, you know, 10K a month. And then I hit that 10K a month consistently. For a while, it wasn't consistent. And then I hit it, started hitting it consistently. And it was just like, I can't grow from here. Like, I just don't have the bandwidth. I don't know how to do this. There's things I don't know how to do. There's like, I, I didn't even have enough time to just manage with the VAs, like that sort of thing. So I had to, I was having some conversations with some relation, like some people I had met in the space who, man, I knew they had skill sets that I did not have. And not only that I did not have, but that I desperately needed. Right. <laughs> I was like, yeah. and, and they also knew that I had skill sets that they desperately needed. And so I, I formed an early relationship with um, Callum Ewing, who um, used to work for the government of Qatar as like a project manager operations, like systems. Like, I mean, the dude's just like a systems freak. He's amazing. I have nothing but like, like I, I watch him do things and I'm like, it's magic. <laughs> like, I just, it's incredible. <laughs> He's amazing. So like he can basically take all of my creative chaos and, and establish order. And it's like, I, I've just never worked with anybody like that before. It's unbelievable. He takes ideas literally out of my head and makes them work. And it's incredible. So um, we just early on established that like we had such complementary skills that it would be insane if we didn't work together. And he kind of absolutely hates being the front man. And I love being the front man. So it was like, oh, so, this cool. This works, right? So yeah, totally. uh, yeah. So we formed an early partnership. Um, we then decided that Mario Payai was just freaking wonderful. And we wanted him in on the gig because he had also skills that we um, were looking for. Turned out, and you know, and probably some of your, your listeners know, Mario and I are, we're so much better friends than we were business partners. Like so much better friends than we were mm. business partners. We got into a business partnership and suddenly like it just wasn't working. And God love him. Like he knows I would say this out loud. Like we, we both just acknowledge like it just... Everything that used to flow did not flow at all anymore. And I think what happened is you've got two alphas in the room and it's really hard with two alphas to like... like It just wasn't working. And so we both had to simply come to, to terms with the fact that we could not be in a partnership in that way because it just wasn't healthy to our friendship and we weren't actually making any progress. Um, so... We That's decided pretty, to, yeah, part ways. Yeah. And I'm really fascinated by that too, because I know for a lot of entrepreneurs, there's, there's always that fear, right? So you get into a partnership and people don't even try to get into a partnership because they don't want to deal with it not working out. Yeah. Yeah. They're so afraid of that. So it's, I'm fascinated that, you know, someone that you knew and respected, you, you uh, got into this relationship 
wasn't working and yet you managed to pull out of that and still maintain a great relationship? We have a better relationship than ever, oddly enough. Um, We, I think that what was important for us and um, going in and coming out was the preservation of the relationship that was paramount to anything. Um, And we always kept that at the forefront of all of our interactions. And I think the other thing that was um, exceedingly important was our joint commitment to um, honest, direct, clear communication without emotion, without feelings attached, without anything, just being honest, clear, direct, um, not sugarcoating things and saying, I love you, but right. And Mm -hmm. so coming from a place of, I love you, but here's my truth um, really allowed both of us to just acknowledge certain things in ourselves, acknowledge things about how we were working together or maybe not working together very well and say, you yourself as a person are so much more important to me than this configuration. And I'd rather sacrifice this configuration than ever sacrifice our friendship. And that allowed us to extricate ourselves from the partnership without malice and um, with, in fact, a ton of respect and love intact. Yeah, that sounds so, so fundamental. What I'm, what I'm hearing, what I'm learning from that really is, is creating that space, really that safety, right? To have, yeah. to have the real conversations. So yeah. that, I mean, not only, not only can you deal with it, but deal with it before it gets to a point where... You know, it's almost are, are like a prenup. <laughs> it's yeah. like having a prenup conversation before you actually get married. It's like saying, "Hey, obviously we want this to work. Clearly, we want this to work. We wouldn't be having this conversation. We don't want this to work. But should it not work, how does it look? And how are we going to? More importantly, I think, how are we going to treat one another if it doesn't work? How are we going to maneuver that situation and, and navigate that and and ensure the intactness of the relationship post any potential breakup? Fascinating. So, so now, so you, you actually knew how, how you would handle things if it didn't work out. I, you know, I don't know that we like codified it so much, but I think that he and I just, from the beginning, he and I have had such a, such a unique relationship and such an understanding. And it, it's really sometimes defies uh, explanation. We, from the, the instant we knew one another, it was as if we'd always known one another. It's, it's a very strange and interesting and beautiful relationship that he and I have. And, you know, we're, um, 14, I think I'm 14 or 15 years his senior. Um, he's like 27 or 28 years old and I'm 44. So like potentially I could be his mother. It's very funny. I like, I have joked <laughs> with him about that, <laughs> right. but um, right. Like, so, so we have, it's an interesting thing, but we just have always um, had such a deep understanding of one another and respect for one another. Um, it's been very cool. Cool. Well, so kind of going from there then. Um, yeah. So, you know, you, so you had this, this, um, so now you've got the, this, continued partnership with, with yourself and Callum as yes. you've, and, and as you've, you know, grown in your business and now you have, uh, you have your own, um, flagship products, you know, the one group yeah. away challenge. I'm, you know, which, which I want to get into in, 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 yeah. a, in a moment, um, and talk just about the power of tribes and, and everything. Oh, yeah. but, I, but I'm also just curious, you know, how has, um, how is, how has, how have you evolved in terms of, you know, going from that solopreneur to creating a partnership to now, now having a, even a, a much bigger team, your, your partner now with your, with your wife, um, who's yeah. now, you know, uh, she's part of that business. How have you been able to make those transitions? It's, it's very interesting. So, um, when Mario left the business, it was then obviously just Callum and I, and at the time we were 50, 50 business partners. Like that was the split, right? Anything that came in the door was split 50, 50. And, um, for the time that we were in and, and the affiliate work that we were doing, that was the correct arrangement. That was absolutely 100% the correct arrangement. 
when we shifted into um, launching the product and we made the decision that Callum was very much going to be the back end guy and I was very much going to be the front end girl. Um, it was around the same time that I hired Liz Benny as a coach. And um, Liz Benny advised us very honestly and very courageously and, and all the, the rest. She was like, listen, you need to understand something. While Callum's role is very, very important, like obviously you can't function without it, without, while his role is exceedingly important, this is your intellectual property, number one. You are the face of this. If this goes down, it is your reputation. It is your, like your neck is out in the line, not his. Um, you know, there's, you are the marketing engine without you. There is no product without you. There's no marketing without you. There's no sales. There's not like you are mission critical. His role could be replaced if need be. And when she made that distinction, she said, because of that, I won't take you on as a client. If you're in a partnership, you need to be the, the driver of this ship. You need to be the CEO. Um, he can be director of operations. He can be whatever, but you're Batman, he's Robin. And I was like, wow, that is freaking painful. Wow. Like that was, that was a really difficult conversation. Like I, just hearing that from her, I, I got sick. I got absolutely physically sick. I like hung up off the Zoom call. I cried my face off because I was like, how do I tell Callum, who's one of my best friends in the world, what I've just discussed with my coach who I don't want to lose. Right. You know, I'm like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. I felt like between a really like a rock and a hard place. And so, um, I just decided to revert back to honest, clear, direct communication and with the, with the intent to preserve the relationship. And so we jumped on a call and I said, I have something that makes me just like, I just want to die, but I have to tell you and I have to, we have to work through this and it's not going to be pretty. And we got to figure this out. And so I told him and he smiled in his infinite kindness and wisdom. And he said, I always knew this was coming. And I was like, really? <laughs> what? Like, I was like, wow. first of all, I was like, what? Where, what? Where <laughs> <laughs> so he was very gracious and very kind. And um, it, it'll, it opened up space for us to have a new discussion about what his new role would look like and what would really make him excited to wake up every morning and fulfill that role and what would make it worth it and all that. And so we worked out um, a a new deal as it were, and um, a deal that makes everybody happy. And then, you know, we put it behind us and moved on and have done great things since. (laughs) So it's all good. Wow. Yeah. So, so often we can get worked up about things before they happen and and little, little do we know that they're not actually a big thing after all. It's not actually a big thing after all. I was shocked. I was, I was waiting for like weeping and gnashing of teeth and it, that didn't happen. Wow. So that was cool. Yeah. All right. Well, this wraps up the conversation that Alex and I had on partnerships. And, you know, I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did because I got so much out of this conversation. And the good news is next week, Alex is coming back for part three, where she holds nothing back in, you know, how she's addressed limitations that entrepreneurs place on themselves. So we can learn from that. And then what she's doing to take things to that whole new level, right, in her business. And I'm sure you're going to get a ton of value in learning from her experience. All right, everyone. I'll see you on part three on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't done so, be sure to click on the subscribe button in your app so you never miss a future episode. And when you leave a review on iTunes or wherever you listen, 
You help more people discover and then transform their lives through the powerful life-changing stories on this podcast. I invite you also to share something that you heard in this episode that you would love to turn into a conversation. Share it with people and have that conversation. Because when ideas become conversations that build connections, that's when momentum happens. I'll see you in the next episode.